0: We're in week two. Everybody say week two. Okay, I like that. I'm going to need that. Okay, I need that this morning. Okay, We're in week two of a series that we are calling the Freedom of Forgiveness. And if you weren't here last week, I don't know what you were doing. Last week was awesome awesome. I encourage you to please go back and watch the live stream. Um, There's a lot of things, not only because, of course, you're going to, you need it, uh, but there's a lot of principles and a lot of foundation we built in last week's message that you're going to need for the rest of this series. But this series, uh, like I said last week, this is not a four-week series on how God has forgiven you of your sins. This is a four-week series on the truth that the pain, the hurt, the brokenness that somebody else puts you through, that you need to forgive them for freedom. That the chains, the bondage of all the pain that you're suffering because of what they did, not because you asked for it, not because you wanted, but because they decided they wanted to be evil and sin against you, whatever that may look like, that that pain is only kept because you won't forgive. And you need to forgive them for And so again, last week, we kind of answered the question, why do I need to forgive? Now, of course, like, you would think it's enough that you need to forgive because God tells you to. But again, we're human beings, and we're just hard-headed and stubborn and ignorant sometimes, and that's just not enough. So we talked about the fact that that unforgiveness that you're holding in your heart towards somebody is bringing you pain. It's hurting you. So why do you need to forgive them? Because that pain is only hurting you. They're not losing sleep. They're not angry about it. They're not upset about it. Their day isn't ruined when they see you. Your day is ruined when you see them. And so that pain, that hurt, the only thing that is, is keeping you from releasing it is your lack of willingness to forgive them. Now, today's message is going to be very, very different from last week's message. Last week is, is kind of, I like how I like to teach. I like to kind of give some points and kind of go and do illustrations and do analogies and stuff like that. I got 13 points today, okay? Now, if you love taking notes this is your day. Okay, your day to celebrate. Hallelujah. I get to write a bunch of stuff down. If you don't like taking notes, you need to learn in the next 30 seconds to learn to love to take notes. Because while this is definitely, some of y'all got way, y'all laugh way too hard at that. Some of y'all definitely, like, this is one of those, it's going to be very practical. But for most of you, this is probably going to be your favorite message of the whole series. Because, and this is the title of my message, we're going to learn how to forgive. How to forgive, we're gonna look at how to forgive. Again, we saw last week that the reason why we carry pain and hurt and unforgiveness is because something someone did offended us. It, 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 made, it made me feel unworthy, it made me feel unloved, it made me feel like a disappointment, it made me feel ashamed. Like some of you wake up every morning and you hate yourself because of what someone else did to you, like it wasn't even in your control. But you hate yourself because of what they did. And so last week, we kind of talked about that pain. And so this morning, I want to open up how to forgive. Now, this looks promising, but this is not a do these three things and you're done. Forgiveness ain't that easy. Forgiveness isn't step one, step two, step three. I did it. I'm forgiven. Or they're forgiven. Forgiveness is such, and I'm stealing from like way ahead of my message, but forgiveness takes time. And usually the more you've been hurt, the longer it takes. And so we're going to talk about how to forgive. I'm going to give you some principles later in the message of things you can apply to your life to help you forgive them. But before we get into that, I I have to do a little bit more foundational uh, teaching because this, this is really going to be like two messages in one. Like if I had more time, I'd split these two into two different messages. But I want you to imagine for just a second, just think for just a second that Whatever that person did, whoever they are, you know who they are, I don't know, whoever they are to you, your father, mother, a sibling, a spouse, an ex, whatever, whoever they are, imagine thinking about them and not getting angry. Just think about it. Some of y'all are like, I can't. You're right, you can't, because you've never learned how to forgive. Imagine thinking about them and not getting bitter. Imagine seeing them on Thanksgiving and not having your holidays ruined. it. it it's so, for some of us, it is so mind-blowing. And one of the reasons why is because we don't realize that we need to forgive them. That, like, we, we what you want to do is you want to fight them. Y'all want to be fake this morning. That's what y'all want to do. Okay, that's fine. I'll be real up here if y'all be fake out there. You want to fight them. You want to meet me in the parking lot. Give me 10. That's all I need. You want, you want to cuss them out. You want to do all, you, you want to just do all that. You, you want them, you want revenge. That's what you want. But write this point down. What I want isn't always what I need. I know that it would feel, you think it would feel really good to retaliate. But you don't need retaliation. You need forgiveness. What you want isn't what you need. And I'm not trying to, like, condemn you if that's what you want because that's very human. Like, as a human being, you naturally want to hurt someone who hurts you. It's so easily and natural. It's so fleshly. But in our spirit, we have to understand that that is not what's best for us. That what's best for us is forgiving. Then what I want isn't always what I need. So what I want to give you at the beginning, the first half of this message, is seven truths about forgiveness. Seven truths about forgiveness. And I'm going to go through them again. I'm going to probably go through them kind of quick because I have a lot of points and uh, I'm not used to doing a lot of points. But I want to make sure that I'm laying a good foundation because you can't really – Forgive them if you don't really fully understand what forgiveness is. Like, you need to, we need to get a better understanding. And lastly, God couldn't really break all of this down. So we're going to see seven foundational truths, not the only truths. But I think if, if, if you will learn these truths and believe them, like the Bible says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So freedom comes from knowing the truth. But if you, if you know the truth but you don't believe it's the truth, you still don't get freedom from it. You can know the truth. But if you don't believe it's the truth, you're still in change. You're still in bondage. So I'm encouraging you before I even start to understand that these are seven truths. These are real. I want you to get these deeply rooted into your heart because if you can understand and believe these seven truths about forgiveness, it will be easier for you. It's not going to be easy, but it will make the process a lot easier. So the first point, forgiveness is a gift. Forgiveness is a gift. Pastor Braden, you said that point last week. I did. Write it down twice. You need to. If, you, if there is one point I want you to get from this whole message, it's this one. Because if you will allow yourself to understand that forgiving someone else is a good thing, it is a gift that God has given you, your whole, your whole mindset about it would change. Let me help you understand this a little better. To all my parents, I want my parents to just, just everybody's not a parent, this will still be relatable to you, but it will be more relatable to my parents. Parents, I want you to imagine That it's December. I know it's 115,000 degrees outside. But imagine it's December and your work is going to give you the biggest Christmas bonus they've ever given you. They're going to give you $10,000 because you are such a good worker. Some of y'all are like, no, that ain't me. That's fine. But just imagine. Just think about it. They give you $10,000 as a Christmas bonus. And as a parent, you now can get your kids whatever they want for Christmas. Tell them, hey, write it down, what you want. Santa got it. I promise you, we got it. Write it down, all 57 things that you want, write it down. You don't even go shopping on Black Friday because you got it. Like, I don't need the discounts. I got it. I got the 10K. So you go and you you get everything they wrote down, all the candy, all the PlayStations, all the TVs, all the VRs, everything they wrote down. You got all of it. You spent hours, I mean, you, you, you weren't, like, you had it. You had the money, spent hours getting it, spent hours wrapping it. You didn't even put it all under the tree because there was too much. Because you were too, I was too blessed. So you didn't even, you put it all in the living room. Your kids come downstairs for Christmas and they're like, yeah, I don't want that. Y'all, y'all are getting mad right now. It didn't even happen. It's <laughs> fake. It's a story. I don't, but this is what we do with Forgiveness. God is giving you the gift to release the pain that you're putting yourself through. Pastor Braden, they put me through it. You're holding on to it. (laughs) You choose to hold on to the pain. The gift that God has given you to release it is forgiveness. But we want to look at it and say, I don't want it. If you would understand that forgiveness, the ability, not the ability, the willingness, because it doesn't take talent to forgive. It just takes a willingness to forgive. Romans 12, verse 17 says this, Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone. Even the ones who hurt you. Everyone can see you are honorable. Verse 18, do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Here's a newsflash. Sometimes it don't matter what you do, they're still going to hate you. They're still going to be mean to you. They're still going to be hateful. They're still going to hurt you. They're still going to push you through pain. It don't matter what you do, they're still going to not live at peace with you. That's why the Bible says do what you can. And what can you do? Forgive. That that is what Paul is trying to teach us and what God is trying to teach us through Paul. What you can do to live... Because everything that God does... Is for relationship and unity. Everything. It's all, he is all about people. And so God wants you to do everything you can to live at peace with every, everyone. And what is the thing he has empowered us to do to do that? It's forgive. Forgive. For, or point number two, forgiveness is about me. Forgiveness is about me. Now, I'll write my points in first person so that when you write them down, when you read them, You hear it for you. So I'm not saying forgiveness is about me, Pastor Brady, and I'm saying me, you, who's reading it. Forgiveness is about me. It is so natural as a human being when somebody mentions forgiveness to talk about what they did. Forgive them. You don't know what they did. Pastor Braden, you don't know what they say. You don't know how they made me feel. You don't know how they abused me. You don't know how they abused someone I love. You don't know what they did. Pastor Braden. if you knew what they did, you wouldn't forgive them. I didn't ask. God didn't ask. He didn't say, forgive them, unless... You want find it in the Bible and show it to me, please. He doesn't say that. And it's not that God doesn't care. God cares about the pain you went through. He cares about what they did. He knows what they did. He didn't stop it because of free will. We talked about that last week. If you want to hear more about that, watch the live stream last week. He didn't stop it because of free will he gave us all love. He knows what you did. He cares about how it made you feel. But your forgiveness does not depend on what they did. Because God's forgiveness does not depend on what we did. God forgave us even though we didn't deserve it. And so when you say, but they don't deserve it. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. If they deserve it, it's not forgiveness. It's fair. So forgiveness is about me. The moment that you make forgiveness about what they did, you missed the whole point. The whole entire point. Forgiveness was never about what they did. Forgiveness is all about you. And we focus, take that focus off of them and put it on us. That will help us learn how to forgive. Point number three, y'all are really going to like this one. Forgiveness doesn't justify what they did. Yes, Pastor Braden, I like this. Can I write this down four times? Of course, if you want to. That's more. Right. You can get a tattoo. Forgiveness doesn't justify what they did, but that doesn't mean you don't forgive them. We are so bad at this one because we justify our sin using God's grace. We are so good, and what some of y'all do, I'm about to get all in your business. What some of y'all do is I'm not going to forgive them and God will forgive me for not forgiving them. That's what we do. We justify our sin. We justify our lack of forgiveness using God's grace. And that's why we're so good at not forgiving. I need you to understand that when you forgive them, you're not saying what they did is okay. What they did was awful. What they did was terrible. How they abused you, how they talked to you, how they treated you, et cetera, et cetera. What they did was terrible. But you do not have to f- walk with that and live with that pain anymore. That's your decision. It doesn't justify what they did. And what a lot of times that's what we feel like we do, like, okay, so in order for me to forgive them, I need to tell them that I'm okay with what they did. No. That's, that's not what they did. Was all, we don't justify sin. Or We're not supposed to justify sin. We justify sin all the time. But sin is not okay. Sin is not, never has been, never will be Okay. Let me prove it to you. Romans 6, verse 1. Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? I mean, if God has so much grace and it's unlimited, let me just keep sinning so more people can see his grace. That's how we live. You may not say that. That's how some of us live. But verse 2, of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Somebody gave me this analogy. I saw this analogy about Christian zombies. That's how some of us live. You're a Christian, you're going to heaven, you receive salvation, but you're still dead to your sin because you're still living in it. And one of the illustrations that, that God has given me is whenever you think about sin, being a slave to sin, I always think about being in like a prison cell. Like I'm in a prison cell of sin and I've got chains and the door is locked and I'm just, I'm a slave to my sin, but when I receive salvation, When I accepted the the forgiveness of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, the prison walls were destroyed. The chains were broken. The door was flung open. I am not a prisoner to my sin anymore, but what we do so often is the walls were destroyed, but you're sitting in the rubble. Jesus forgave you of your sins. You choose to walk out of them. You choose to not do them. You choose to have the faith to be obedient to his word. And this is why we're so bad at forgiving sometimes. It's because we justify our sin. Because sin is more comfortable to us. The, I, I've, I've never known anything other than a prison cell, Pastor Braden. So I'm just going to sit in the prison cell. The door is open. I can walk out. I know I can but it's more comfortable to me. You don't say these things, but just how, that's how you live. This is how most of us live. But forgiveness does not, it doesn't justify what they did. It's not saying what they did is okay. And the only, one of the things that we had to start doing to not not miss this point, to not miss this truth, is to stop justifying what we do with that. Point number four, forgiveness doesn't mean, forgiving someone doesn't mean trusting them. Forgiving someone doesn't mean trusting them. And y'all like, I'm gonna write this down four times too, right? that's fine, go ahead. Forgiving someone doesn't mean trusting them. Just because you forgive them doesn't mean you have to trust them anymore. Like if they broke your trust, you don't have to trust them anymore. You're, you're not called to trust everybody. God doesn't trust all of us. Okay. Some of y'all are like, I, no one's ever said that, Pastor Brandon, you see that's true? Okay, let me help you out. I'm about, I'm about to help you. This, If y'all will get to understand this, this whole entire idea of forgiveness will, will really begin to open up for you. God only blesses you as far as he can trust you. If God cannot trust you, he does not bless you. If God blessed us out of his love, everybody would be blessed the same. Some people are more blessed than others. Why, Pastor Brayden? Because God can trust them more with the blessing. Blessings are responsibilities. When God blesses you with something, financially, spiritually, emotionally, whatever it is, when he blesses you with something, you are expected to be a good steward over it and to use the blessing. Because God never blesses you with less than what you need. When he blesses you, it's always more than enough. So whenever he blesses you, you are expected to take those blessings and extend those blessings to someone else. So when you forgive someone, you're not saying, "I fully trust them again," because God forgave all of us. He don't trust them you all, because you're not faithful. You, you, there's, he, there's no reason he should bless you because he knows you're going to be uh, selfish with the blessing, ignorant with the blessing, immature with the blessing. So when you forgive someone, and a lot of times we have this backwards, we trust them but don't forgive them. And that's why a lot of toxic relationships are built. It says, I'm going to still trust them with everything, but I'm still mad about what they did. You forgive them, that is necessary. You need to forgive them, but you don't have to trust them anymore. Point five, forgiveness is necessary, but not easy. Forgiveness is necessary, but not easy. Easy, and this is again self-explanatory. I basically said this already. I just wanted to make sure I put it in a point and make sure that you wrote it down or took a picture of it or wherever you're taking notes. Forgiveness is not an option. It is God did not give us the option to forgive them. He didn't say again, forgive them unless forgive them except for He said forgive them, and it is not easy. I don't. I don't. I know this is like I know I'm saying things that you already know, but I need to say them so that you can hear them. Again, we, we, we walk by, by faith and not by sight. Forgiveness is not easy. Forgiveness is not easy. Forgiveness is not easy. It is very, very difficult. And like I said earlier, usually the more they hurt you, the harder it is. But it is it's completely necessary. Point number six, forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a process. Now, we don't like this one because we're naturally impatient as human beings. It's natural. We are naturally impatient beings. Some of us are more naturally impatient (laughs) than others, and that's another topic for another message for another time. But as human beings, we want it now. But I need need to say this from the front end before I tell you how to forgive. It's going to take time. It's going to, and like I said earlier, I'll say it over and over again, usually the more they hurt you, the longer the process is. And for some of you, the process is going to be really long because you don't even know where the hatred came from. Like something happened to you when you were like seven and it's been there the whole time, but you ignored it and you didn't know it was there. And so God's going to begin revealing and uh, unveiling some of these things. And it's going to take time. Forgiveness is a process. And I know that's not what we want to hear, but usually the longer it takes, the more beautiful it's going to be on the end of it. Like, like there is something, I I know this is so mind-blowing to you, but whatever that pain is that they put you through, God wants to use that for good. And the longer it takes, as long as you're being faithful, sometimes it takes a long time because you're not even trying. Like, okay? But if you're trying, if you're being faithful, if it's taking a long time, that's because God's preparing you for something that you cannot see and the future. Last point before we get into our, our Bible reading for, for a little bit. Forgiveness is a daily sacrifice. Forgiveness is a daily sacrifice. So forgiveness is both daily and it's both a sacrifice. Why is forgiveness daily, Pastor Braden? Because sometimes the thing you have to forgive them for, they're going to do it again every day. This point does not apply to everybody, but for some of you, the person you have to forgive is the person you live with. And it's going to be a daily sacrifice to forgive them because every single day or every single other day or every single week, they are going to do it again and again and again. Or, let me say it this way, maybe they don't do it over and over again, but every time you see them, you're reminded of it. So you have to wake up every single day and decide, okay, I'm not going to let this, deal, let this destroy my, my life, destroy my spirit. I'm not going to go through this pain. I'm not going to let this destroy my marriage. I'm not going to let this destroy my relationship with my children. Sometimes it's going to be daily because it's really easy to forgive them on Sunday when we're talking about forgiveness. You wake up at 8 a.m. tomorrow and the first thing you see is them. You ain't prayed, you ain't worshipped, you ain't read your Bible, you ain't done none of that yet. You ain't got in the presence yet. And it's going to be harder. So it's going to be daily. Daily. And why is it a sacrifice? Sacrifice is giving up something you love for something you love more or sacrifice is Destroying your flesh to strengthen your spirit. Like I said earlier, I know what you want to do to them. That's why it's a sacrifice. That's why it takes giving up what you love. I would love to punch them, okay? Sacrifice it. Sacrifice. It. The desire is not, it's not uncommon. It's a very natural desire to want to do that. It's wrong. Just because it's common doesn't mean it's right, okay? It's wrong. But it's a sacrifice. You're gonna destroy that. Why? Because if you destroy your flesh, your spirit gets strengthened. Every time you strengthen your spirit, you weaken your flesh. Every time you strengthen your flesh, you weaken your spirit. And that's why some of you, you come in here every single Sunday and we're worshiping and we're playing songs and you stand there like this. Because your spirit is so weak, because all you do is strengthen your flesh. Like uh, your Bible reading for the day is the verse of the day that pops up on your home screen. You wake up, verse of the day, three words, put it down. I'm done reading the Bible. You don't pray. You don't listen to worship music. You don't strengthen your spirit. So the, the weaker your spirit is, the stronger your flesh is. Why is forgiveness a sacrifice? Because if you are going to forgive them, you got to put your flesh to the side a little bit. And sometimes it, sometimes it's an hourly thing. <laughs> That's a different conversation. But it takes time, and it's a process. But it is a sacrifice. So we're going to be in Luke 6. I didn't tell you to turn there earlier. We're going to be in Luke Six. So if you want to turn on your phone or you have your physical Bible, you can open up there. Luke 6, we're going to read a passage uh, of some of Jesus' uh, teaching. And this is probably, if I'm being honest, probably my favorite passage on this idea of forgiveness. I think it's so powerful and it's so good. Um, and we're going to start in verse 27. Verse 27 says this, but to you who are willing to listen, I need to stop right here and say this. It don't matter how good the message is. If you don't listen, you get nothing out of it. Jesus Christ was probably, if I'm placing my bets, the greatest teacher of all time. Anybody argue? We're good. We agree that Jesus was a good teacher. We all agree with that. Okay. If he is saying this, we are understanding that there are people who don't even listen to Jesus. Jesus is standing up teaching them. And there are people who don't listen to him. It don't matter how good the worship is, how good the series is, how good the message is, how good the scripture is. If you do not listen, you won't get anything out of it. And what we like to do is we get nothing out of it and then we blame the pastor or we blame the singer or we blame the instruments or we blame this person. But it's you. But I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when, the, when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. If we were doing a checklist, some of y'all would have none of these things checked. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. I need to stop right here too. You are not better than anyone else. When you realize that you also hurt people, it will change the whole perspective. It's so easy for us. When we read this, we don't like it because of what they did. You hurt somebody too. You, you, there's probably somebody, the way you feel about them, somebody probably feels that way about you. So you do to others as you would like them to do to you. Not because it's easy, but because everyone's fair. Everyone's even in the eyes of God. God does not love anybody more. You are not superior to anybody. I'm getting way too ahead on my point. Verse 32. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to the people who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. What is Jesus saying? He's saying you're held to a higher standard. You were called to be separate, holy from this world. You were called to be different. You were not called to be better. You were called to be different. You were called to look like Jesus. You cannot look like the world and like Jesus at the same time. And that's what we want to do. I'm going to look like Jesus on Sunday. But when I'm at work, I'm going to let my flesh. That's not, that, that is not following Jesus. That is not a strong spirit. He is trying to, to hold us to a higher Standard. Verse 35, he like summarizes everything. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, take your focus off of this world, put it on that world. Our focus is not earthly, our focus is heavenly. And you will truly be acting as children of the most high God. Everybody say truly. You will truly be acting as children of the most high God. So how do you truly act like a child of God? You love your enemies. How do you truly reflect Jesus Christ and his character? You love your enemies. It doesn't say pray the most, and then you'll be acting like a child. Worship the most. Read all the Bible. But love your enemies. That is proof that you are acting as a child of God. For he is kind to those who are unthankful, and wicked, verse 36, you must be compassionate. Now you might be, not you could be, not if you want to be. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. So as we close, I'm going to give you five actions to help me forgive. Five actions to help me forgive. Again, I'm going to say this, like I said earlier, hearing these is not enough. You have to put these into practice. So these are things like you can do today. This isn't like, okay, I'll wait till I feel like it, because you're never going to feel like it. You are never going to feel like forgiving them. You're never going to want to. You're never going to have that desire until you push through that and have faith. So these are five actions that will get you there. These aren't like, again, do these five things, and once you're done with them, you're good. So you're going to do these over and over again. You do these every single day, but I think if we could put these actions into practice, it will help us forgive forgive them. So the first one is think about what they did. Think about what they did. I'm going to say what I said last week. Forgetting is not forgiving. Forgetting what they did is not forgiving what they did. And what we want to do, and science calls this psychogenic amnesia, is we want to force our brain to forget because the trauma was so bad. And for some of you, you've done that. Some of you, again, you have hurt and pain and offenses and weight that you're carrying from when you were a child. And you don't even remember what happened. You just know that it's there. But here, here's the thing that I need you to understand is you will never force your brain to forget. It's always there. It, it's, especially if it's bad enough to where you hate them, it's always there. So you, it's not easy to just force your brain to forget. So you have to think about what they did. If you ignore the problem, you can't get it fixed. It's like your, your car messing up and just not taking it to the shop. It just fixed itself. That's not, that's not how the world works. I'm so sorry to break it to you. That's just not how we so you have to think about what they did. Remember what we said last week? God will only heal what you uncover. So if you keep it covered up, you keep ignoring it, you keep acting like it's not there, you don't get no healing from it. Think about what they did. Don't ignore it. Don't try to forget it. Point number two, get honest with God. Get honest with God. And, again, uh, we also talked about this last week, but I want to make, make sure that I put it explicitly in a point because some of us are really good at praying, and we do all the praying. We, we're thankful. We're repenting. We're doing all that, but we forget to tell God how we really feel. And your best chance of building a relationship with God is being honest with how you feel, being open, being transparent, being vulnerable about what you're really going through. If you're not telling the truth about how it made you feel, God can't heal you from it. Pastor Braden, doesn't he already know? Yes, but he wants a relationship with you. God does not want to be worshipped by robots. That's not what he wants. He doesn't want to just flip a switch and everybody worship. That's not. He wants a relationship with us. God wants to do things specifically for you. God wants to heal you, specific to your situation. But if you're not honest with him, then he won't be able to do that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. Verse 4, he comforts us in all our troubles. But if you're acting like you don't have troubles, you can't get comfort. If you're acting like the troubles aren't there, he can't comfort you. And all our troubles so that we can comfort others. Look at the blessing. Blessing to be a blessing. I will bless you as much as I can trust you. That's what he says. He comforts us so we can comfort others. When they're troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. God's a comforter. He wants to give you peace and comfort in their situation. But if you don't reveal it to him, he can't do it. Point number three, humble yourself. Humble yourself. Again, I guess I said it earlier, but I want to make sure I put in a point. You're not better than anybody. Grace is for everybody. For you and the serial killer and the rapist and the racist and the kidnapper and all, all the homosexual, the drug addict. Insert person that you think is better or worse than you. Grace is for everybody. But. The Bible says, I, man, I, I literally I dropped the ball. I literally should have put this verse up here. The Bible says that the person who broke every single commandment of Scripture is just as guilty as a person who broke one. They're the same. They're just as guilty as each other. So however bad you think they are, you're just as bad. You're, 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 the God's love was for everybody. Jesus didn't come for the ones who deserved it. He came for the world. And if you don't think, say it this way, if you think you're better than them, you won't forgive them. If you think they are inferior to you, then you will say, that's like when we say, they don't deserve my forgiveness. What you're saying is you're better than them. And so they don't deserve your forgiveness because like you're God and you extend forgiveness when you want to. Like Like that's how we add, that's how our brain works. So when you humble yourself, when you understand that everybody is just, is the same. God sees everybody the same. God loves everybody the same. Yes, God blesses people more when they're more faithful, but his love is unlimited for everybody. You're not better than somebody. You're not better than them, and they're not better than you. It's all the same. So when you humble yourselves, that will help you forgive. And some of you, this is going to be step one. Like your pride is the reason you won't forgive them. Your, your pride of thinking that for some reason, you're not as bad as they are because you don't do whatever they did. It's the same. Humble yourself. Point number four, pray for them. Pray for them. Again, Jesus says pray. He said it, I think, twice in the passage that we read. But when I say pray for them, I'm not saying pray that their tire goes flat or pray that somebody robs them, pray that their Wi-Fi is broken. Pray. Like, that's not what I'm talking about here because God hears it, but he ignores that. Okay, He'll hear that. He hears it all, but he ignores that. Pray for them, it's hard to, I heard it put this way, it's hard to hate somebody you're praying for. It's hard. And Jesus doesn't say, love your friends. That's easy. That's he said, love your enemies. So if you want to love, he doesn't, he doesn't say your enemies will become your friends. They're still your enemies. They still hurt you. They still give you pain, but you still love them. And the, one of the best ways to learn how to love them is to pray for them. What is Jesus doing right now? Praying for all of us. Praying for all of us. But not, not all of us and Christians, everybody. He prayed for everybody. So one of the best ways that you can do, that you can understand this forgiveness thing and walk in that, is to pray for them. Likewise, said so with point three, it's hard to pray for somebody that you think you're better than. When you're... Everybody needs prayer. Everybody needs prayer. You found me one person that says they don't need prayer, and I'll show you a liar. Okay? Everybody needs prayer. Every. So when you're praying for them, what you're doing is you're humbling yourself. You're like, okay, I need to intercede for them. Because what if nobody's praying for them? What if you're the only one that's praying for them? What if pray for them because they need it not more than you, just as much as you. And then point five, last point, ask for God's help. Ask for God's help. You as a human being will never be able to truly forgive somebody on your own. You can try. Some of you have been trying for two decades and it worked. Keep trying. But I'm telling you this morning, you will never be able to fully forgive them for what they did if you try it by yourself. Forgiveness is a gift from God. And if there's anybody that knows how to forgive, it's got to be God. Like if you, okay, this is the analogy that God put on my heart. If your eye is messed up, say you got a, a scratch on it or it's swollen or whatever it may be, you don't go to the chiropractor. We agree, I'm like, some of y'all are like, y'all, y'all are like confused about this. We agree that we don't go to the chiropractor when our eye, if your knee is hurting, you don't go to a heart surgeon. If you want to forgive, you should go to somebody who knows how to forgive. Who better than the God who forgave all sins? Not the sins that are that not the sins that happened, but the sins that will happen as well. Who better to help you forgive than the one? And that's why like this is this is probably the most important point because God doesn't want you to do it by yourself. Cuz you can't. You try, you cannot forgive them by yourself. He wants to come alongside of you and help you with that. And whenever you get to the point where you're asking for God's help, everything else falls into place. You begin to humble yourself because you're asking for God's help. You begin to pray for them because if, if, if you're asking for God's help, I promise you, he will tell you to pray for them because his word says it. So if his word says it, he's going to repeat it to you. If you want to know what God wants to say, read the word. When you ask for God's help, he's there to comfort you. But like I said last week, You can't give something you haven't fully received. And I think most of us, the reason why we struggle with forgiveness is because we really do not understand what Jesus did on that cross. We don't fully understand what grace really is. I don't think we'll ever be able to fully understand it because I think that's just one of those things about grace. It's it's too amazing to be able to fully understand it. But some of us, we've never had a deep understanding of what grace is. And because you don't understand what grace is, you can't understand what forgiveness is. And so in a minute, I'm going to pray, and I just want to encourage you, if that is you, if you're in the room and you probably feel like you struggle with forgiving them because you struggle with understanding grace, you struggle with believing what grace is, or whatever it may be, I'm just going to encourage you to pray for yourself. Literally put this point and put this action into place. Ask for God's help, and I believe he'll show up.